How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is the what you mean a tropical storm, but it's also it means the uh, a little piece of uh, data for your local announcer. And uh, here so we bring forth the food show. And every day we do this, we sit down, we talk like about food, about rest. Yeah, it could be, you know. I, we're always looking for and unique, unique talent. Talk about food. Show. Here's what you need: 260 points, or just 260. What, what is? What are those anyway that we give away? Don't okay. ask me to explain. Okay, here's room. how. Well, anyway. I have the slightest idea. Okay. All right, uh, the Dad, other voice you hear is that of Marianne. Happy anniversary, and it's really not a happy anniversary, but today no? is the day that Katrina hit. Yeah, I 14, remember that. Is it 14, 14 years ago? Oh, my goodness. 14 years ago. Time flies. Wow. Well, it came all right. Where it flew. Where were you today? As we have another hurricane cranking up down there, where well, were you today 14 years ago? We were sitting in Atlanta, mm-hmm. where Tom is probably on his 12th martini. <laughs> I wasn't, but and, it sounds good. And let's see, you all, we were at my niece's house, and we were eating mm-hmm. in the house mostly. But also because where the Fitzmorris is going out to eat a bit, and you and uh, Jude had gone to what's that place that you came back with and had the little hats? The place? little hats? Was that uh, the little hats? Yeah, it's the hamburger place that you really liked. That and there's one on I-12. Steak, steak Shack? No, steak. Mm. Uh, Steak night. No, not steak knife. Uh, steak and shake. Steak and shake. Did, did they give oh. you little hats? Did steak and shake have I, little hats? I haven't been to the steak and shake. Steak, steak and shake? But, uh, they, I think they used to give little hats or whatever it was that somebody had might know. little paper hats. I remember little you paper and Jude hats. coming back from some visit somewhere and you had little paper hats. Hmm. Well, uh, it did not get into my life in and any I way. And I remember you saying repeatedly because we had gone to our, we had we had evacuated. Tom is an evacuator, and I am not an evacuator. And so Tom convinced me to evacuate one time prior to Katrina, and that was Hurricane George. And we spent a whole bunch of mm-hmm. money and made it a vacation. But it was quite a vacation, and Tom was um, adamant when we left for Katrina that the evacuation would not become a vacation. So he kept repeating, we are refugees, 
We are not, not uh, on a vacation. On vacation, right. So um, we didn't eat out nearly as much as we would have otherwise, but um, but you did, I remember, go to that little place where you had the paper hat. And we also went to the varsity. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And it was, um, it was my first introduction to the BET. The BET? Black Entertainment Television, which was oh. playing on hmm. all of the all of the screens in the varsity, and I was uh, enlightened by hmm. that. Uh, I, you know, it was interesting to see what is uh, out there because uh, we didn't really have a lot of television in our house. So anyway, uh, that's our recollection of the varsity and of Atlanta and of Katrina. So I thought that we would throw out the subject, and it's not a good memory. No, let's do a, a little of people, bit of it. But then. you know what? It's, yeah. It uh, it definitely changed the city. It certainly it, did. It yeah. Absolutely changed the city irrevocably, for better or worse. Um, some people, uh, it, it absolutely improved certain aspects and also changed other aspects of it so um i'm curious if you have any recollections food recollections so we, we don't want this to be a no a boo-hoo-hoo we, hoo thing but what are your food recollections of katrina did you go someplace well and if so did you discover something interesting on the road uh what sort of things did you do at home the only other food recollection i have involving a hurricane was uh, when when we cooked on the dining room table with Mary Lee in a car seat over a Coleman stove for Hurricane Andrew. So uh, mm. it's not a good memory, but no. it is a memory. No, it is. It is Hurricane I... Katrina anniversary, and so uh, you know if you have any recollections, we'd like uh, to hear them. Yeah, I've got one that, that I'm very proud of, actually. What's that? I was on the air on WWL from midnight till 6 in the morning. I remember that distinctly. And uh, to this day, every now and then, someone will call me, usually a person I know but haven't seen in a a long time, and said, you know, I was on the highway, on my way to Nashville or uh, Chicago or wherever they were Uh evacuating. And uh, the the person involved uh, said that they were listening to me coming coming on WWL, which has a very powerful signal and covers the country, really. Yeah, and so uh, they were listening to that, and uh, ever since they've been telling me, you know, we we listened to you all the way to Washington, D.C., or wherever it was, and uh, that was impossible to ever forget, and uh, I'm kind of proud of it, too, but then again, you know how proud I can get. Well, you know, it's uh, it's funny because, as I said, I was a firm non-evacuator because we live far away. We don't live anywhere near the lake, and we don't live really near a river, and it's never flooded on our property. So, you know, uh, and there are not trees right over our house. So there wasn't really a huge danger factor for us. Yeah. And so when Tom would work himself into sort of a frothy little nervousness, um, I would say, shut up, Tom, we're not evacuating. And except for that one time for Hurricane George. And so after that one, I said, that's it. No more evacuation for the Fitzmorrises. And so I was completely oblivious 
to the storm awaiting us. And I had literally, and I'm not joking about this, I had not seen anything having to do hey, wait, with before you, Katrina. Be, uh, we're being uh, told that your microphone is way down. Oh, so, is that right? Okay. Yeah, run, run this right. up. So, look, no, 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 don't yeah, touch anything. I'm don't not going to touch your, your settings. Don't touch anything. And then, so, anyway. I, is that uh, any better? Wait, no, no, I haven't touched okay. anything. Oh, okay. So, um, the... Uh, Okay, this should be better. Is that better, Ron? Can you hear something now? Yeah, that's a lot better. Okay. So um, I I was completely, I mean, I knew there was a hurricane out there because it's impossible to not know that there's a hurricane when there's a hurricane, but I had not seen any of the weather radar or anything. And so when you did your thing where you were on the air from midnight to six, I was sleeping in the room next Lucky door. You. And so I still, I, had, I knew nothing about Katrina except that my niece kept calling and asking t- for us to please come to Atlanta and, you know, telling Tom, you got to talk her into coming. And so so I, I was sleeping, and then Tom came to bed at 6 in the morning on the morning of the 28th, was it? Yeah, on the morning of the 28th, Tom came to bed, and... And I just kind of like, you know, kind of woke up when he got into bed. And he said, would you do me a favor? I I don't ask for a lot of favors. Would you just do me this one favor? And I said, of course, what is it? He said, would you come into the office and look at the weather radar? And so I I walked in. I was still sort of sleepy. It was 6 o'clock in the morning. And I I walked in, and, and there was the monitor. And... There was no Gulf of Mexico. It was yeah. all hurricane. <clears throat> yeah, that was and scary. And my first reaction was to scream, okay, everybody up, we're leaving. And so everybody threw things together, and we got in the car and drove to Atlanta that day. But most everyone had left by that time. So we got to Atlanta, and we were in Atlanta all this time. And Katrina is, you know, we're talking about food things. Katrina introduced us, well, actually, Katrina irrevocably changed our lives in so many ways. That's when Jude left and didn't come home again, But, and that's when our D.C. story started, and we wound up in D.C. for a whole bunch of, well, years. And um, But we, we discovered some things along the way. That's where we first learned about Five Guys hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the they way, were everywhere. On the way to, well, we were in Atlanta for a while, and then on the way to D.C., uh, we discovered Five Guys, and that was our first introduction to Five Guys. And uh, that was our first introduction to Matchbox Matchbox Pizza, which is a favorite of ours in D.C. And a lot of different things, Um, the Einstein bagels, we didn't know anything about Einstein bagels till we got to D.C. A lot of things that, that you know, became part of our world after that um, we were introduced to with Katrina. Mary Lee's favorite Mexican place, uh, Uncle Julio's in Bethesda. That's where she first went there. So I'm sure that other people have similar experiences where they evacuated or lived someplace for a while. Uh, if you have... 
if you would like to share those with us, or if you do not want to talk or think about Katrina at all, call I, us. I, I'm not going to. Two six zero six three six eight. What? I'm not going to uh, exercise any kind of authority, which I don't have anyway. Uh, but I think uh, you know, with the, this uh, hurricane, uh, if it even comes here, and we don't know. But is this the one that's out there now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, let's leave it alone because you can certainly find enough of it if you want to. And let's just, uh, this is a light, light, light. Well, Tom, if you had gotten the almanac up there, we'd be doing that. <laughs> you see, folks, there's this little gizmo here that if I uh, I have to click on each date, and today's, for some reason, yeah. I was going I for. Wonder, I wonder for, if there are any other things like that. For uh, for uh, artichoke, no, it's, uh, well, let's see, it was um, uh, August. It's the, August 29th. August 29th is August what 29th. it's supposed to be. But I didn't. It had disappeared somehow, and so we had only the uh, August thirty. There's no more. Like I, I really had to think about the fact that it was Katrina Day, and because I mean it has been 14 years, and things just sort of fade away after a while. But yeah. well, you don't take much because but, today is National Seafood Stuffing Day. No, it Day. is not. No, that's tomorrow, Tom. So it don't is? look at August 30th and say it's today because it's not. It's but the 29th. But what about the 29th? It's the 20th. Those are not I don't the same. have it's the, the 29th. I know, so. so don't look at the 30th and say of anything because it's not the same day. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number if you would like to join us. We had a very busy show yesterday. And the day before, too. And we too. never know if it's going to be busy or not. So no, um, I would imagine that the subject that I just threw out would draw a lot of attention, but maybe not. Okay, can I? Maybe I, not. I want to show you off uh, something uh, that was involved in this. And, uh, you know, it's no big deal. As a matter of fact, it's not even a little deal. Uh, but uh, anyhow, the, oh, gosh, I have the 31st. And here's the first. Fascinating, you know, isn't it, folks? And, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the reason for it is that I was trying to <laughs> oh, come Oh, I up, know why it is. I was trying to. Because 29th is Katrina Day. You were probably sitting in a corner. Yeah, could be. Let's accept up. that and just go with it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Let's not talk about hurricanes. Why, Tom? Okay. I mean, it had, they have an unnatural, disturbing effect on you. Oh but, yeah. But that's not normal. The rest of us are okay. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> the rest of us are okay. Anyway, uh, I have beat up here. I have learned a lot about a lot of different places uh, post Katrina, and that was an experience that it's absolutely changed the dynamic of the city forever um and uh and i've mentioned this a, a little bit on nomenu.com lately but um but it really is a very prevalent thing i think that the influx of the kids and they're not really kids anymore but the influx of the young people who came to town to rebuild the city and stayed have a cultural identity that is not New Orleans. And as far as the food goes, their tastes and preferences are not necessarily in sync in what is culturally accepted, known, and recognized in the city. You mean it's all in the sink? And that dynamic is changing the dining scene in New Orleans. And uh, and I, I find that an interesting thing, 
And I'm curious as to what the long-term effects of that one dynamic, and it's not a little one, uh, will be on this city. Well, we don't know. And that's a very deep subject, but uh, but it is an interesting one, and I enjoy talking about it all the time. All right. And I'd love to talk about it with you or any anything else sure. that you'd like to talk about today right. on August 29th, the anniversary of the big Blow. event, the big event here. 260-6368 is the number. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We went to... Well, we, we've we got somebody on hold. You, oh, we do? You might, yeah. Oh, Ronald. No, no, I'm sorry. Not Ronald. Uh, Michael, 75. I'm oh, sure you've met hey, him. Hey, yes. Yeah. Not in person. I would like to meet him in person. Hi, Michael, 75. Hey, good afternoon. Love to meet y'all in person. But anyway, um, this is my Katrina story. I think I've told it before, but I'll be redundant. Uh, and I was trying a case in Chicago. I flew up there on the Sunday night right before Katrina at 3 o'clock, uh, 3 p.m. And um, I, uh, I think it was the last plane out of um, um, uh, Armstrong International. So anyway, we get there, try the case. It's like four, four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon. Walk out the courtroom, and a lady runs up to me and says, "Are you from New Orleans?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "Y'all are so lucky. It missed New Orleans, and it went to the Gulf Coast." I said, "Beautiful." So I go to sleep that night. Wake up the next morning, and guess what? All the levees had collapsed. So yeah. I, I, I had already told my family to go to uh, Love. Uh, they got a hotel near Love Field in Dallas. So we uh, flew with them, and after about a week of uh, just sitting around looking at the TV screen, looking at all the carnage, uh, we decided to take a trip, uh, uh, evacuate to London. So oh, we, we called Delta. Nice. Yeah, so we, we, we called Delta, and all four of us went to London. We stayed uh in, a, in a, uh, an area where there were a lot of uh, Arabs and everything. It was a great area. Food was incredible, uh, Lebanese, etc. And then we took the channel to Paris. And after that, we stayed in Paris for about a week. We drove all over Europe uh, for the next four weeks. And everywhere wow. we went, everywhere we went, the people were so incredibly nice. They would see our passports. You have to uh, show that when you register for a hotel or something, and give us incredibly deep discounts. So um, anyway, we get to a little um, area near the French-Swiss border, a place called Malouz, which is, uh, you can pronounce it, Mole House if you want. But anyway, we're at a little inn, and the chef comes out that night and says, "My, my dish of the night is kangaroo. So we ordered we, we ordered the kangaroo and it was spectacular. It was, it was great, great. Anyway, when we got back, I was talking to a friend of mine who went to Oklahoma City for about the same time, and he said I sent my all my uh, receipts into FEMA and they repaid me as an evacuee. And I said I wonder if that would work for Europe. He said Why don't you Why don't you try it? So, I said, but we first we compared how much we spent with all the discounts I got. I actually for the six weeks we spent less than he did. Oh, really? And, and, and yeah, it was incredible. Uh, they were so nice over there. Um, and everything was just ridiculously inexpensive. So then we uh, so we sent it in, and we both got our checks, about the same checks back in a few weeks. <laughs> that is a great story. I've not heard that story. That's a really terrific story. Where did you stay in London? Was it in the, the, very, made, was it the like Maida Vale up there? Uh, no, uh, I'm trying to think of the area. Um, was it uh, Eastern shoot, London? Uh, 
Yeah, no, no, it wasn't real. It wasn't. It wasn't real east. It was right. It was right past um, Hyde Park, I think. Okay, it, I it was a little. Area, yeah, and uh, it, it's a little area where when you walk on the streets at night, you, you have all these guys uh, smoking these. Uh, they're in, hookers, in each other. Hookers, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, right. I know exactly a, a smoking, what you're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, but the food was great. In fact, one day I'm uh, we're in the, um, one night we're in the hotel. I said I'm I'm in a uh, mood for some steak tartare. So I, I called up on the phone to an Arab restaurant and they, and they uh, sent it up to the room. Uh, delicious raw steak. It was fabulous. <laughs> well, I will say this, Michael. You know how to evacuate. <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, well, hopefully we don't have to do that again. I could turn me into an evacuator for sure. Well, that's a great story. Thank you very much. And, yes, people, I think, were just. I hope the bad wind doesn't come around. Yeah. You were right about yeah. that. All right. Thanks for calling. 260-6368. I think that Call everyone us. has a, uh, a terrible Katrina story. We also have one. Yeah. But there are also things like that that people could share mm-hmm. where um, they experience the wonderfulness of people and uh, the generosity and the compassion and uh, probably got some good food in the meantime. So yeah, if you have stories like that, that's what we're looking for today. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We will be back after this after these messages. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD. All right. It's the Food Show on 105.3 FM HD 2. And what we do is hang around and we talk about the food scene around town. Uh, I, to tell you the truth, uh, I'm, I, I try to keep uh, the doors open here as much as we can. Uh, so if you want to uh, give out some thoughts about uh, the tropical storm that might possibly be coming this way, go ahead. Uh, my uh, personal uh, feeling about it is that we ought to just leave it alone and wait for it to see what's going to happen. Who's because we pretty much know. Huh? Who's trying to talk about the storm? You're not? No. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, somebody did. I'm remembering Katrina, which happened 14 years ago yeah. today, which was a major event in the, not only the life of New Orleans, but everyone who lived in it, and also a lot of the people who are from other places who had no idea that New Orleans would become their home, but here it is because they came here to work on rebuilding the city. Allie Lofton is one. She'll be on tomorrow with yeah. you. Yeah, mm. she's what one time? of those people. She's from Kansas, and uh, and she's been here since Katrina, and she is exactly the kind of person that I'm talking about. Uh, she's She's been here for 14 years now. That's just about half of her life, and she... Uh, has her mother living here now. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of events that are uh, cultural and sociological that happened as a result of Katrina. But really, I'm just kind of wanting to talk about food. I mean, Katrina is how we found a lot of places to eat that we didn't know were out there. And uh, Katrina is responsible for me eating char-grilled oysters. When we were in D.C., Simone, who is a PR person, whose husband is David Gwaus, who uh, has, he's a baker and he's sort of a TV chef now, but Simone was from here 
and she was the PR director at the Windsor Court. And uh, we knew her then, and she's a good friend, and she moved up to McLean right after Katrina, or maybe even before Katrina, and she contacted us, knowing that we were there, and invited us to a place called Acadiana, which was wow. opening in D.C., serving New Orleans kind of food. That's uh, what you would serve with a name like that the same weekend of Katrina. So Simone being a PR person and Tom being in the media, she invited us to have dinner with um, Jeff Tunks, who is, well, not really with him, but, you know, he came out, and uh, some other people who were in D.C. at that time, and we all sat around a really nice, Acadiana is a very nice place, and um, for those people who are not familiar with Jeff Tunks, what he does is he he goes and stays in a place for a while, and he really, really immerses himself in the food culture of that place and brings back a lot of the ingredients from that place in order to really nail it in the menu. So he had a whole bunch of Gendusa bread on hand, uh, and I think that was the, the last of the Gendusa bread. But one of the things on the menu at Acadiana was char-grilled oysters. And up to that point, I had never had a char-grilled oyster, believe it or not. And it was in Acadiana. I had to go all the way to D.C. to try a char-grilled oyster. And I loved it. And you know the reason that I tried it? That I was with a bunch of people, and and I just felt that I should. So um, if I had been with just Tom, I would have said, oh, I'm not eating that. But anyway, I tried it, and it was delish, and so when I came back here, I went to Drago's and had some at the original place that started the whole craze, and uh, and I've been eating them ever since. But it was a result of Katrina that I wound up eating char-grilled oysters, so I'm sure other people have stories like that. One of the great things at Acadiana is those biscuits with the pepper jelly and honey, not jam, but it's like a marmalade. Do you know those biscuits that I'm talking about? Uh, kind of. Is, is it the kind that we ate last night? Um, those no, are, those were at uh, GW Finn's. We have a restaurant yeah, report but that, from GW Finn's It also. resembled what you Yeah, described. it was a honey butter, but it was not pepper jelly. But these are biscuits that he serves with a pepper jelly and I'm, I'm I'm guessing maybe it is butter and pepper jelly. It, maybe that is it, just butter and pepper jelly. But it's really great. And uh, that's another thing that, that I was turned on to in D.C. as a result of being there from Katrina. Well, it's first uh, place we went to the Cheesecake Factory. There was one right across from Prep where Jude went mm. to school. So we had a lot of uh, food experiences over the next... Uh, several years millennium it seems like <laughs> well anyway you know that was the the storm that was Two, six, zero, six, three, six, eight. all right tom you're obviously agitated at the very topic of t- katrina so what what would you like to talk about oh i don't know how about eating what did you what did you have for dinner last night so and with, with uh, me too uh-huh we um, went to gw finn's uh and uh it's the first time I'd been there in a while, and uh, 
they made a joke about that. Said, yeah, he's a regular. He came the, 20 years ago. You know, that, that is almost true. It's been a very long time since we've been to GW Fins for no yeah. reason at all. Well, you don't need much and, of one. And it's absolutely delicious. The restaurant is really unique. It's very handsome. It's not changed at all in 20 years, probably because it is so unique. It actually, it the 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 walls and the whole look of it is fluid, I guess, like the ocean, and it's just a really cool place. And so we were seated by a window. And uh, noticed that Arno's across the street was closed. So I guess they're coming back after vacation at the end of the week or something. Uh, th- what I read on in the page on, on the front is, yeah. was that they had closed yesterday for lunch, but they were planning on coming back yesterday for dinner. No, they were closed, so we left. So well, I guess then maybe it, the it next happened day later because so. there was a sign yeah. right there. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but but GW Fins was absolutely open and very crowded and really delicious. We got on the or I got on the subject of of wanting to go back to GW Fins for a couple of reasons. We had them on the show not long ago to talk about Tenny Flynn's new book, The Deep End of Flavor. And then we went to their book launch party at SoFab a couple of weeks ago. And that was so delicious that it reminded us of how great a restaurant that is. So I've been sort of really, really anxious to go back. And we went last night. And we will tell you some more about that visit when we come back from this break. Ron, we need a break, don't we? I think or so. Or you want to wait? Or you want to wait till fifty? You want a hamburger, or you want some uh, fried, fried, uh, fried uh, okra? Okay. Okra? Do you want? Are we taking a break, Ron? May okay. as well. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Welcome back. You are talking and listening to the food show with me and Marianne, and uh, we're talking about the the food scene around town. We always get into that. But when something big pops up, like uh, what we're seeing on the uh, on the television set about this potential storm out there, but uh, you know it's kind of hard to ignore. But uh, we well, let's try to ignore. Just, it. Let's go to AWG. Yeah, why not? The smartest the thing you've told me today. <laughs> Hi, AWG. AWG. Hey. Well, welcome. Hi. How are you? Good. You? Doing fine. You know. Oh. I- how do you spell chow? Is it C-H-O-W? C-H-O-W? As in chow number? Yeah. Oh, yeah. C-A-I-O and C-H-O-W. Okay. It's a play on words. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Yeah. yeah. Well, number you know, we, 781. Uh, what? Chow number 81. Congratulations. Seven, 781. Oh, 781. 781. One of those hard to yeah. predict... Uh, chow numbers. That is the uh, area yeah. code for a Boston suburb, just in case you are interested. Good to know. <laughs> Thanks for that information. <laughs> well, we want you to be uh, right up to the moment. Yeah. So did yeah. you call to tell us about chow numbers or something else? No. Uh, talk about restaurants. Well, you were talking about the influx of all of the new people. And the different uh, the different tastes. It's 
it's been somewhat exciting because we're, we're getting different things. However, these different things, in my mind, don't seem to last. True. I've seen so there have been a lot of new places that have come in. And if you ask, oh, where's the owner from? Well, they're always from out of town. Right. And, and they're good. They're good. But I can't figure out why is it that a lot of these places, uh, they, they just they just don't make it. I, I just don't understand. Ethnic, is it? They're usually uh, very, very unusual food. And we have a strong cultural identity here, and we like a certain kind of food. So, you know, Burmese cuisine is probably not going to be more than just a fad. Well, you can you don't need to worry about it too much because I can tell you that in the year so far, and we're pretty close to finishing that year, uh, we are ending the year with the same number of restaurants that we had at the beginning. Uh, but the the kind of people who are in the restaurant business, uh, they are changing a lot. They're getting younger. They're getting much more informal. They are uh, not putting on a big show on, for the restaurants out there like they used to. They're just bringing things out that uh, are going to make you go, wow, when you see it or taste it. And uh, sometimes they get away with it, and some days they don't. But uh, but I, uh, the year so far, what I've been watching of it, I keep track of this pretty well, well, it as well as I can do it with the tools at hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, we um, uh, it's going to be an okay year. The restaurants feel that way. But they, they have to adjust on certain things, the biggest one of which is, uh, you know, these younger diners that have the, the uh, maybe not so formal dress. And for darn sure, um, uh, ideas about what tastes good and how That's they what like That's what he's it. saying. That's yeah. his whole point. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. What restaurants have you gone to uh, that fall into the category that you're talking about, and how how did you react to them? I assume you were disappointed. So what specifically what? Well, the one that, I, yeah, the one that comes to mind first is uh, a restaurant called Ursa Major. Called what? Huh. Wait, what? I never even heard of that. Ursa Major. Oh, Ursa. And oh, it that's, was been, a, that's been gone for a while. A couple of years. Well, yeah, probably three or four years. Yeah. And and uh, it was really good. Actually, the owner also owned a place down in, I guess, the Bywater called Booties. And I would say Ursa Major was probably a little bit upscale to Booties. But both of those were really good. But... You are correct in what what you said that it's different. It's definitely different, but it was good. It was a good change, and uh, but there have been so many that have come and gone. It just seems yeah. Like, you know, uh, uh, I t- earlier today, in an effort from our general circular manager up here, uh, I was asked to uh, do, just do some features uh, to keep uh, the no menu uh, website just jumping, which it is doing. Uh, but uh, there was one uh, little uh, aspect of this that we hadn't figured uh, particularly, and that was, uh, oh, it's something I have to tell you later. Okay. I'll tell you in a couple. You know minutes. what? I'm going to give you the. I'm going to give you. Ex- I'm going to illustrate exactly what you are talking about. There's a place, and I and we've talked about this before. There's a place called 
Otrevez, which is in the standard building downtown. I mean, in the warehouse district. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right I have here. not been there. Is he, is he, yes, is I know he what still you're talking about. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's I've heard close. of it, but I have not been there. Okay. It's a beautiful restaurant. It's in a really nice building. It's in the newest, hippest, busiest part of the warehouse district where all the construction is going on. And we went there for dinner. It's a Mexican restaurant. It's a glamorous Mexican restaurant. And I ordered something I order whenever I see it on a menu. I love short ribs. And these short ribs were delicious. They were, first of all, they were, they, there was not a lot of meat. These were really large short ribs. Um, and they were served with pickled vegetables, which are really hot. So I, I order this and I eat it and it is, it is really good. But I'm going to tell you that I would much prefer to have short ribs with a, not necessarily a gravy, but an au jus over, say, mashed potatoes or rice or um, noodles or something like that. Because the latter speaks to my soul, and the other one, I don't, I don't know what it speaks to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, I agree I with there, you. There I would never that order that. Are, I guess it's the difference in comfort food, but I don't necessarily want to be that challenged when I eat. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And and that's what this food that the younger group of outsiders is bringing to the city. They're bringing challenging food. And maybe we just don't want to be challenged mm. like that. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you know how you can tell one of these people are, are in that, that group of people? Heavy use of the word. You know what I mean? Oh, did I say that twice? Oh, I did. No, I said uh, it two or three no, times. I, but that's definitely not... That, that's definitely not me. I mean, you know I, I mean, I am I'm much more interested in um, in food that speaks to my soul, and I think most people I, are. I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Hey, one more place, uh, <laughs> a restaurant what? called uh, Kuban. Kuban. Uh, you know that start that's in a hotel uh, about a block off of Portress, yeah. and it is the Ella, uh, J- Ella Jane uh, Hotel. That's right. And I, uh, the first time I went, I th- the service was completely amateurish, and there were a couple other aspects of it that uh, kind of turned me off to it a little bit. But I waited about a year or a, a year and a half or so. I went back again and ordered the really hardcore uh, French kind of food on there, uh, things like sweetbreads and uh, that kind of thing. And uh, it was tremendously better than I w- than it was the first time. And if you like French food, kind of country style French food like you would find in France, if that intrigues you, go get some of that. That's a that's uh, some good stuff. They've, they've Are done you talking about Couvent? Uh, Couvent. Yeah, uh, yep. Couvent. Yeah. 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 So there yep. you are. It is very good. Very good. Yes. All right. Well, thank y'all so much. I'm enjoying the show and. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, Thanks for calling. Keep up the good work. 
All right, bye-bye. Well, if Thanks. I ever start doing it, I'll... I'll Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. We're just uh, you know just doing our usual thing, talking about everything having to do with food. And um, as I said yesterday, if I were to describe what this show is to me, it is taking a gallon of paint and dumping it off of a building about eight or ten stories high and when it hits the ground it shatters in all different directions and that's what we do when we sit in front of the microphone who knows where the show is going to go who what in the world we're going to wind up talking about but it's always kind of interesting so if you have something that you would like to throw out there we're here yeah whatever you want all the time you don't have to wait until somebody else brings up the same topic just go for it it's uh, we're ready yeah all the time so there you is yeah you know what anyway, I mean? so we st- did I say it that many times? No, before? no, no. I mean, I know I said I it twice, said it but did I now. say it that you know many what I mean? times? I'm going to have to start listening to the show so that I can see <laughs> if I'm saying that a lot. Anyway, that is a subject that I'm finding especially fascinating. Oh. The the uh, dynamic that is um, well, I mean, I I've always thought that the dynamic of the post Katrina New Orleans across the metro area has been really interesting like in the on the north shore um the neighbors that we have are from chalmette they replaced other neighbors that we had from chalmette and there's a lot of people from chalmette who live on the north shore now they're not going back to chalmette but they wouldn't have thought to be here before that. And it's just what has happened since Katrina. In the city itself, there's just a tremendous amount of young people. And they came here 15 years ago, 14 years ago, and they uh, they stayed. And they brought their own ideas about food here. And, um, and those ideas are very different from what we've had in New Orleans previously. And that is another way that the city has changed in many other ways as well too but you know that's not what the show is about the show's about food so if you have some thoughts about that we would love to hear it and uh, i threw out earlier some thoughts about food because this is the anniversary of katrina and um it changed the dynamic in our family personally forever as it did in everyone's family but um Ours, I guess our family kind of was like that paint can. It just went off in all different directions. But one of those directions was D.C. And it introduced it introduced a lot of different food to us. So if you had some food experiences that are directly related to Katrina, I thought I'd throw them out here on this 14th anniversary of Katrina. And also unfood, food, unrelated to food. Can you believe it's been 14 years since Katrina? <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, can't. I'm absolutely it, it, stunned all, it's by all that. Flying by. Absolutely stunned by that. <clears throat> anyway, back to GW Fins. So we went to GW Fins last night, and um, and we had the biscuits, which were great. That's and, a signature. And they are constantly bringing those biscuits through the dining room. Nice not, and warm. Not. Um, not as you would usually see biscuits, but they literally come through the dining room 
with the cookie sheet. <laughs> they don't throw them at you. you know, no, they don't do the throwed rolls there. But they bring yeah. them on the cookie sheet with a pair of tongs and drop them right onto your plate. They are warm right out of the oven. And on your plate is, uh, or not, they bring them with this honey butter, which is good. And um, they're just really, really great biscuits. But I didn't really feel like uh, I wanted a big meal yesterday. So um, I followed my own advice and did not get the culinary, even though their culinary is one of the great culinaries. I decided to follow my own advice and not get the culinary. And I got instead a crab cake, shrimp remoulade, and some mushroom risotto, which was a side dish. And you got what, Tom, a fish with crab meat on it? Uh, yeah, I, I had uh, one of my favorite fish that you don't see too much in uh, restaurants, although a little bit, uh, sheep's head. Sheep's head, it's a local fish, comes right out of the Gulf. Uh, it's, uh, the fish, fishermen don't like it a whole lot because you don't get a lot of take out of it. It's, uh, this, uh, it's not an expensive fish. What's, uh, it's not expensive, huh. and it's not far out or anything like that. It's just that the, uh, the, when they, the fishermen go out to catch it, they wind up taking a lot of meat off of it, just the nature of the fish. But what it leaves over is still really good, and I'm, I get that almost every time I go there because you can't run into it all that many uh, times around yeah, town. Yeah, he's got a lot of different kinds of fish. But, Tom, I didn't see anything else on that plate. I just saw fish. Was there anything else on the plate? Uh, yeah, there was, the, there was this uh, interesting uh, – I don't know how to explain it exactly. It was kind of a crust that was an orange-yellow color, and it was kind of encrusted with that – and when it all came together, it was just a wonderful flavor. And uh, I said to myself, "This is uh, this is the way it should be." A chef, uh, Kenny. Um, it's Tenny, <coughs> and Tenny, uh, there me. was a lot of crab meat on that dish. There was an awful that, lot of crab meat. Tremendous. And you know what else right, I noticed? Yeah. I did not find it to be especially expensive. I no. did not think that was an expensive menu. Like the crab cake was. A decent-sized crab cake, and it was not that deep-fried stuffing business, which I would not expect yeah, at a place like that, that anyway. Isn't what they were doing. And it came with a uh, jicama slaw, and then jicama the slaw. shrimp remoulade. He used to be the coach for the Saints, wasn't he? Jicama yeah, Shaw. I think maybe yeah. Um, and uh, the. Shrimp remoulade had a really good sauce. It was with a frisee salad in the middle. I didn't really count the number of shrimp, but it didn't seem like there were a lot of shrimp on it. Um, it was not what I expected to come to the table. It was prettier than what I expected to come to the table. Not as many shrimp as I thought would be there. And really good. It was, it was really good. Um, the mushroom risotto was a very generous portion for the price. It was also really good. Um, it was shaved Parmesan on top. And it was overall just a really great meal. Mm -hmm. But I, I noticed that the prices were not what I would expect to see for the caliber of food uh, 
that I see in other places. Too hot or too whole? I mean, no, I thought it was less expensive. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, less expensive than I expected. Did you hear that? Okay, we have a caller. Who's the caller? Uh, no, we we have to go for the oh, news. Oh, break. Uh, a break. Okay, we'll take stay a. Stay tuned. We'll take a break. More of the we'll food. That is do, 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 do. Uh, hey, uh, you have an idea? Yeah, the um, idea was yeah. to talk about New Orleans hamburger and seafood. Oh, <laughs> well, fire away. I mean, what are New we Orleans waiting? hamburger and seafood is where you're going to find some great. Hamburgers and a good menu of hamburgers. They have really good seafood that's crisp, delicious, greaseless, and golden brown. Comes to the table as a platter or as a poor boy. Great specials that are local. They have good salads there and char grilled oysters now at all the locations of New Orleans hamburger and seafood. You will find 10 of them around town. So go and visit and see what's there. Hmm. Oh, we have the other part of news. And what the news? WWL FM 105.3 HD2. We'll be back at 4 o'clock after the news. Stay tuned. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 